Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to episode 22 of the CRM podcast, when Nani Punivai from the Highlanders jumps on and we talk about his journey to the top. We speak about childhood, his learnings throughout this, and his move to Christ College. Uh, we compare our journeys as Māori and PI brothers uh, going to a private school and the experiences that we shared. We touched on first of thing rugby, his journey towards New Zealand the 20s, New Zealand schools, and the Crusaders environment. Um, after that, we we dabble in a little bit of why you went to the Highlanders and what makes them so great. A uh, really good episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Close to the rents and stuff. and Yeah, nice. And like, next to my siblings. Because I've got two younger siblings, so yeah, it's yeah. cool watching them grow up and be able to do school pickups and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. I suppose you'd probably miss out on that being down and done as at the moment, eh? Yeah, yeah, hard. Nice, bro. So make the most of it when I come back. Yeah. So um, what else have you been up to? How's how's the break been from after Subba heading into Mida? Because you've had a few weeks off, eh? Yeah, yeah. So I had a few weeks off. Um, it's been pretty good to just chill out and um, well, I probably about a week after I moved back up um, my granddad actually passed away so which was a bit of a bit of a bummer um, um, but yeah it was actually quite nice at the same time to um, catch up with all my cousins and aunties and uncles and stuff like that and a few of my family from Australia came over for the fun stuff so I got I guess there's always um good things that come out of every situation. So that was probably one of the one of the things that came out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry to hear yeah, about that, bro. Sorry. But other than that, bro, just been just been nah. It's all good. Yeah. It was yeah. it was kind of expected, but you know, as much as you expect something like that, you can never really nah. prepare for it. It's still a shock when it happens. Um but yeah, no, nah, it's all good. That's life, I guess. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I did yeah, see that on your story, bro. That, bro just again. been, just been hanging out. Yeah. Sorry, brother. I did see that on your on your story, and I um, did I reach out? Did I reach out? Or that oh, I had that many messages, bro. Yeah. Yeah. A bit. Um. How yeah. how's um how's Dunnes? How's the Landers, bro? How do you, how are you finding it there? Yeah, I love it down there. Eh? Dunedin is such a cool little city, bro. And like when like during uni time when all the students are down there, it's a it's pumping, bro. It's it's pretty fun, fun little city. And That's especially cool. when when we play at home, bro. Yeah. It's unreal atmosphere, man. Yeah, describe it's the awesome, zoo to bro. us, bro. Oh man. I don't know. I think probably the only thing that you can probably compare it to is like, you know, when you're playing first fifteen rugby and the whole school comes to watch and there's chants and like from both schools and Yeah. Like it's just the atmosphere is next level. Like none of the students are really watching the game. Like they're yeah. just having a party, bro, and just like they <laughs> cheer for any good thing. And it's cool, man. It's cool. That's good. Eh? All that hometown advantage definitely. I suppose could be like it being such a small town as well. It would definitely help. Like that, probably you guys would probably know a lot of them on a on a first name basis and vice versa. But obviously, know you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. That's one of the cool things about it. It's so small that, like, you know, if you go out for a coffee or something, like, 
you know, an, an old lady would come over and, and say good luck for the weekend or, yeah, like, you know, cool. like little kids would be coming asking for a photo and stuff. Like, it's just, that's real humbling, eh? Yeah, for sure. I'm keen to dive into, um, like, your move to the Landers from the Crusaders a little bit later. But um, firstly, I just want to welcome you yeah. to the podcast. So, hey, everyone, welcome to the CRM podcast. Um, another special guest today, Nani Punivai from the Highlanders, um, Cross College alumni. Welcome, brother. Thanks for having me on, man. Been excited to get onto this one. Yeah, bro. Like I said before, I've been um, I've been wanting to get you on for a while, trying to just tick off a few of the boys that we kind of went through schools and twenties that are still playing and haven't fallen off the bandwagon like me. So, um, yeah, I just want to appreciate your time, bro. I know you're busy um, gearing up for another, no doubt, successful uh, campaign with Canterbury again. You guys got a gun team again, eh? Yeah, pretty. It's pretty much the same as last year. So we we just um, saved ourselves from relegation last year. So. Yeah. Learned a lot from that season, and hopefully we'll we'll go pretty good this season. Yeah, nice. I suppose like with especially with Canterbury, I kind of like and the Crusaders kind of remind me of like the Storm. You know, like all your top players could leave, but your depth is so good that you're still kind of there or thereabouts. Like if any other team yeah. in Mighty Ten lost five or six big players, they'd be straight in the bottom div. You know what I mean? But you guys are still yeah. so competitive. So, what do you think that is, bro? Like, what's your club culture down there like? Uh, the club competition is real good, like real strong, man. Um, and I think like it just comes down to their like the development system here. Like they've got an awesome academy set up, and like even development for club players that aren't in the academy and stuff. Like yeah. everyone's well looked after, and they always get um, good skills, trainings, and and stuff like that. So it's like the next the next guy in line's always, you know, he's ready to to put the jersey on and, and put his best foot forward for the for the jersey. Yeah, I like that. I also kind of get the vibe that they rely on their depth as well. Eh? Like they don't bring players in. A lot of them are homegrown or kind of go to uni there. Like a lot of them kind of have gone through the pathway and all, most of them reach the top. Yeah, yeah, no, they are like that. Um, there's obviously, you know, they get, a, get one or two big signings from out of the region, but but mostly it's it's the guys that come through the academy are just fed into the Canterbury system and then eventually into Crusaders. So, yeah, it's a pretty good system they've got here. Yeah, nice. Um, and what, you guys signed Waisaki? Just an extra, what, 50, 60K line around? Yeah, that's why they asked me to take a pay cut this season. So. <laughs> 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 no, that's a, that's a pretty cool signing for um, for us. So, like, he's... Um, He's already had a massive impact on the culture and, and yeah. the young young outside backs that we've got. So that's yeah, pretty nice. cool. Eh? Yeah, he's a bit of a character, eh, wise. Yeah. Hey, bro. Um, take us right back to the start. Kind of tell us about yourself, where you grew up, and um, how that all went for you. Yeah, so I was actually I was born in Wellington in Lower Hutt, and um, grew up in Petoni uh, for the first sort of ten years of my life. Sure. Went to. Um, Hutt Central Primary and played for Petonia Rugby Club. Yeah. I played my junior footy there. Um, and then we, in 2010, the old man got, well, his job moved us down to Christchurch. So we, I was year seven. And we moved down here um, and sort of, yeah, it's sort of gone from there really. I uh, went to 
Medbury School, which was for year seven and eight, which um, is the feeder school for Christ College. Yeah. So that's that's how I ended up doing my high school at, at Christ College. Um, it's, yeah, so I spent five years at, at Christ. Really? And that was, yeah, that was, um, that was a pretty cool. I was pretty lucky to, um, to get a scholarship to, to Christ and, yeah. and have that experience. Um, cause I probably would have just gone to the local high school, um, if I didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. And that going to, going to a big, big school like that sort of opened up the door for, um, for my rugby. Like it wasn't, it's not a great, well, it wasn't a great rugby school when I first went there, but, um, in my year 13, we had uh, Reuben Thorne come on as head coach and we had Cam McIntyre come on as assistant coach. And they um, they sort of gave me the tools to to get to where I am, mm. well, to start building to where I am now. Um, yeah, so like, you know, we in 2016, we were both in the, in the schools, New Zealand schools um, team. And I remember walking in, Seeing this, this guy's first five, and, oh, who's that? He must be the man. Shut your lips. Him it up. <laughs> oh, Sharan. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, yeah, then from there, just just was lucky enough to make the rep teams like, you know, Canterbury under 19s, was involved with the New Zealand under 20s, and then uh, Mighty 10 with Canterbury. And then, sort of, in twenty nineteen, got got an opportunity with the Crusaders, so I spent a year in that environment. Um, and then, the year after that, got a massive opportunity um, down in Dunedin with the Landers, and haven't looked back. Nice, bro. I'm happy for you, eh? Um, yeah. It's there's some pretty big competition in that back three, well, outside backs rather, in that Crusaders environment. Like, majority of them are. On the All Black setup as well, so pretty yeah. pretty tough gig to kind of get some some good minutes under your belt, eh? Down there, yeah, yeah. And that was the um, that was sort of the the reason for the move, you know, it was just to get to get that game time. And there was opportunity for game time down in down at the Landers. So I took it with both hands. Absolutely, bro. Hey, um, pretty keen on like diving into your your school days your Christ College day. So obviously like what was it like being or like coming from Wellington, changing like straight away to a completely different city and then like you're off the Christ a few years later. Like what was that like for you in terms of like a culture change? Because obviously like you and I are like like your PI on Maldi. What yeah. was it like being a brown brother going to like a white school for you? Yeah, it was it was a massive change, eh like it was quite a big shock when when we first moved down. The first thing we sort of noticed was like the difference between Wellington and Christchurch was there's not many you don't see many like islanders or or Maldives as as you do in in Wellington, you know. Yeah. So that was a big culture change and um yeah, I guess going to Christ College which was you know it's a quite a prestigious uh private school. And being a you know half Tongan, a little bit a little bit of Cook Island in me, and yeah, 
was I was one of the Brown brothers, um, and I was probably one of two when I was in <laughs> in year nine. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was there wasn't many of us um, at Christ. Yeah, and so it's yeah, it was a it was a massive change, and um, I guess something that happened in year nine that I didn't really take notice of was like they asked me to be like the poster boy and stuff like so I was like yo mean like yeah yeah and my photo up in the in all the magazines and on the billboards and stuff and oh true like and when I look back on it I was just like thinking like did they just do that just to you know, promote like multi mul- multicultural yeah yeah school like <laughs> <laughs> just so using like, you yeah, bro so little things like that like Never, never really took notice of it. Yeah. When did you get to debut for the first fifteen, bro? And what was that? What was that like for you? Would have been a pretty big moment. Yeah. So I was in. It was year eleven, like. So I did all the the preseason stuff for the first fifteen, after playing in the under fifteens the year before. Um. And yeah, I managed to start on the wing um in round one sure. and i remember it so vividly like every almost every time i got the ball like on the wing i'd just run and i'd just get smacked into touch like <laughs> but it wasn't yeah it was an awesome occasion like i remember all the all my mates on the sideline like the half the school was on the sideline uh just cheering like yeah you know, yeah i'll never forget it man it was awesome. Pretty cool moments, eh? And did you know that um yeah. oh there's a few videos that I that I watch on repeat. I've actually saved them. I think there's one of you scoring underneath the post against Boys High, and then there was that one with you and um your little brother. Was that against Boys High? You guys won that game, eh? Yeah. 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 There was there was in when I was year thirteen and he was year eleven. That's right. Talk and, us um, through it. We didn't actually win that game. Oh, you didn't? Um, yeah. Well, it's the biggest, and uh, it's the biggest, um, biggest game on the on the Christ College rugby calendar against Boys High, um, yeah. traditional rivals. And um, we were actually top of the table going into that game, so we were pretty pretty confident. Um, but you know, like. Big occasion, um, sort of got got to us a bit. Yeah, and we um, we played well, but we didn't win. But we managed to score what ended up being try of the year. That That's year. right. Um, That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty special moment for for the team and and for me and my brother as well to be be a part of that um, that moment. Yeah, yeah. That um, how did that how did that try start? Because when you guys in like your twenty two, you made a break, bumped off a few people, yeah. whacked a few people. <laughs> so um, yeah, we were on D in our twenty two, and our second five Dallas McLeod ripped the ball off one of their ball carriers, and offloaded it to me, and I was, there was no one in front of me, and I took off. Yeah. And I got ankle tapped on halfway. And I heard my brother screaming like, on your left, on your left. So I just, I was just like, 
screw it, like just throw it. Yeah. And I, I was falling down and just threw it to my left and it managed to land in his hands. And then a couple of passes later, he ended up scoring under the sticks. So That's right. That was big time, yeah. eh? I remember that being, um, that was all over Facebook because that game was on TV yeah. as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a televised game. So there was, yeah, my notifications were going crazy after that game, eh? Very, so good. <laughs> so good. Um, and kind of talk us through... Like was it obviously it would have been one of your goals to make schools in your last year, but kind of tell us the process. Like, did you think it was? Like, do you think it was doable? Or yeah, that was it was probably at the start of the first fifteen season. It probably wasn't on my mind. Like, I was just wanted to make the Canterbury under eighteens and mm. and play play in that team. Um, but then, sort of halfway through the season, I was. I was going pretty good. I was having a good season and um, Cam McIntyre told me before one of the games that one of the school selectors was coming to watch. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, got to play good here. Um, yeah. Ended up having a shocker of a game. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, it always happens like that. But then, like, for the rest of that, yeah. But for the rest of that season, I was, yeah, it's just, I was like, yeah, every time I take the field, I've got to put my hand up and, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then so it is. I'll I'll try and make the Canterbury under eighteens. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was just to be named in in that camp, that three day camp was was a massive for for me and my family. Like, Dad was over the moon when I got named in that fifty two man, whatever it was. Yeah, me. The camp. Yeah, and then I still remember the day that. That uh, got named when we were sitting up in that room, and I remember hearing my name get read out, and my eyes just like water. They like, yeah. I was just trying to hold in the tears, man. Like, it's just so, uh, like, my emotions were all over the show. Yeah, it's yeah. such a cool, um, it's such a cool moment, and it's it's something like it's it's like a real anxious and tense moment as well, because like you. They do it in alphabetical order, so you know when your last name's coming. And if it skips to like the letter after your yeah. first name, you're like, "Fuck, I missed out." I've experienced that before yeah. the year before, and it's it's a yeah. shit feeling. And um, but like, yeah, I suppose yeah. it's it's a wicked moment, and for you and your family, bro, that would have been mean. So, um, I suppose was that kind of the start for you in terms of like taking footy seriously? Because obviously, like you started both both games against Fiji and Aussie. Eh? I was surprised that you didn't get the golden boot because you started two games. Oh, you started all the games and you scored what? Three or four tries yeah. in both games? Oh, yeah. Together? I scored three tries in, in two games. Yeah. Unreal. Um, yeah, no, that was, man, that was, those were two special moments. I had to play in those, those test matches against Fiji and, and Australia and, like it was pretty cliche, but like playing with around guys like yourself, like you know, we had Plums, Billy, all all those sort of guys inside, and I was just on the end, like just getting all the glory kind of thing. <laughs> like it was so cool. Eh? Like it went like a flash, man. Like yeah, words can't explain how I felt during those couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty special it was moment. Awesome, man. Mm. 
So yeah. after Just after school, wearing the black jersey and stuff. Yeah, fuck yeah. What kind of what did you get up to after school once you left? Um, so I went to uh, Lincoln Uni and started studying there. Um, started studying supply chain management, um, and I got sort of halfway through it, and I haven't been back. <laughs> For about a year, <laughs> put it on hold. Um, yeah, so I was just in that studying out of school, and I was in the academy, so mm-hmm. I was just doing that. Those two things, which was it was pretty cool, and I guess um, rugby sort of took off for me that year. Um, managed to debut for Canterbury and one other. Ran fairly shield games, um, and then playing the Canterbury Under-19s at the end of that year. Fuck, really? Um, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. They being for Canterbury straight first year out of school, man. That was yeah. That was another special moment. Who did you guys play? Um, where was it? We played against uh, played against Wanganui, and it was at um, oh, yeah. it was here in Christchurch. Um. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. What was that? Um, what was that feeling like getting that debut? Did you start? Yeah, yeah, I managed to start on the wing wow. that game. Um, and man, like that was another similar to to playing for the New Zealand schools. Like you know, playing in a Ranfurly Shield game for Canterbury, like. That was something I'd I'd sort of never really thought I'd I'd do. Yeah. Um, and to to get photos with the shield and stuff after the game and like I don't remember much of the game, man. Like it it went just like that. Like it was my heart was probably racing the whole eighty minutes. Yeah. And yeah, but like to have that those photos and um, we got a little badge. Like a Ranfurly Shield badge, like yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Um, how many games did you go on to play for the top team that that year? No, that was that was my only game because they because I had um, oh because I was in the nineteens, hmm. so I was doing that. Yeah. Um. So, like leading up to twenties, was that always kind of a goal, or like how did how did that shape out for you, like before camp and stuff? Um, yeah, so probably going. I played the first couple games of nineteens and and heading up to to tournament. I was like, yeah, sort of made it a goal to to be named in the in the first twenties camp. So I was um, up at tournament, was trying to you know, put my hand up and I was lucky enough to um, be named in that, in that camp, um, which was, which was pretty surreal feeling. Mm. And then I remember um, being at, at the, at the first camp and I was sort of like, I don't know what happened, but I was sort of like starstruck, eh? like just seeing the caliber of, of the boys that were there. Um and I was just like, wow, like, 
what like I sort of was almost doubting myself like you know why am I why am I here like look at these guys like Mm. look what they can do like but it was still like a a massive um massive achievement for me um to be in those in that one that first camp in the and then to eventually be named in the to go to Oceania that was pretty cool yeah Kind of touching on um, you, you made a quick comment there about like a little bit of self doubt. How did you how did you get over that hump, bro? How did you find that experience? Um, yeah, I, I probably sort of brushed it aside um, for a while, um, like through that whole twenties camp, like at Oceania's in the Gold Coast. I played probably one and a half games and probably didn't play as well as I know I could have. Mm. And I was sort of just putting it down to, you know, like I think in one of the games we had a yellow card or a red card or something. And I was sort of trying to find excuses like that. Like, Oh, I couldn't really have a go because we were down a man um, and little things like that. And it probably wasn't until my, um, the first night of 10 season. So at the end of that year, um, when like, you know, I was playing with guys that have, have been around for a while and like your Tim Batemans and, and even George Bridge, who was, who was coming through um, and the outside backs, um, you know, and they were, they were just like treating me like one of the boys and yeah. just reminded me that, like I'm, I'm here for a reason. Like I'm good enough to be here. Yeah. And it probably, yeah, it took me a while to to realize that and get over that sort of self doubt. And I probably it probably was the reason why I didn't initially get named in that World Cup team for for twenties. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I, f- I feel like um, self doubt is definitely. <laughs> It eats away at a lot of us, and I know I experienced a lot of it, but it's interesting to see and, like, hear your journey through it because unless, like, I, I never talked about me having self-doubt and I thought I was the only one going through it, but here you were yeah. at the exact same time frame going through the same thing, and it makes me wonder how many yeah. of the other boys was were kind of experiencing that. But I suppose, like, hearing people, like, one, take you under their wing, but just kind of like – it's more like reassurance, eh? Like, it's sometimes you need yeah. to hear – Oh no, like, bro, you're here for a reason. You're good enough. Like, that's those are the only words you need to hear yeah. sometimes for you to kind of brush that self doubt away and be like, oh fuck, fuck yeah, he's yeah. right, you know, and start believing in yourself. So yeah. it doesn't take much. Um, yeah, you didn't make the first team to go to the World Cup. Yeah, I wasn't initially named in that in that squad, um, and I remember getting the call um, from Hilly, I think. And he was like, um, you, you haven't made the squad. Um, and just, but just like, you know, stay ready, like, because there's always injuries and you could be called over. And I was like, yeah, yeah sweet as, and hung up. And I remember being real disappointed, eh? Yeah. And I was like, frack, like, because I knew deep down that, you know, I, I should be there. Yeah. And, but then I also knew that I hadn't performed at Oceania or even in the camps, like just because of that self doubt. Like, 
it was sort of holding me back and I was I got quite frustrated at myself um after that call and I remember for the probably week and a half after that I was just chained the house down there and I was like um and when I got two weeks later when I got called over um as injury cover I was I was stoked and yeah yeah who did you replace there who got injured uh, Lester, Lester oh, got injured. Right, Lester. Yeah, and he, so they called me over, and yep. I had to travel all the way to France by myself, bro. That was a <laughs> that was an experience. Yeah, I bet, bro. Talk us yeah. through that learning of you, not getting called into that team, and then you having a mindset change, and then two weeks later it just popped up. Like, kind of talk us through, in hindsight, your learnings yeah. from that. Um, yeah, I guess, like I said before, I didn't really get over that self-doubt until a few months later, but probably from that, getting that, um, that phone call, I was, it sort of made me angry and like sort of gave me a bit of hunger, mm. um, you know, cause I was, Previous to that, like everything sort of was going my way. Like I was lucky enough to make schools and stuff. Um, Canterbury 19s managed to debut for the Canterbury team as well. And then, so I guess it probably just like reminded me that, you know, nothing just comes. Like you've got to earn it. Um, so that's why, like, when I went after that phone call in the couple of weeks, just just training the house down, making sure I I was ready to take my next opportunity, and not just let it slide, like I sort of did um, at the camps and at Oceania. Yeah, yeah, nice, bro. And talk about France. How how was it? Yeah, that was that was an awesome experience as well. At Perpignan, south of France, in in the middle of the year, so it was summer over there. Mm. It was pretty hot, um, and yeah, it was it was awesome. Like the French supporters and stuff like that. Like the crowds at the games were unreal. Like I think when I first got there, so I was there for three games, and I only played the last one. But the first two games before that, we played Australia and France, I think. And when we played against France, man, like that was like the host country. Yeah. Like the the crowd was behind them, and they were just up for it, man. Like there was a such a cool experience. Like even though I wasn't playing, like to be on the sideline for that was just. Like so unreal. Like you have to be there. One of those you have to be there moments. Like yeah, yeah. Um, but then like I managed to play in the last game against South Africa, um, and that was even though it wasn't the host country. Like there was the crowd was still like loud as <laughs> so many supporters and like that. If you're wearing if you've got the fern on your chest, bro, over there, like 
they would they want they stop you for photos, autographs, like really? treated like an all black, like yeah. Even if like, like and it's it only was, under twenties, like you're nineteen, twenty years old. And yeah, and we were like nineteen, twenty, and they're treating us like all blacks, bro. Like Fuck. just because we got the the fern on the chest, and I guess that's when it really hit home, like how much that that black jersey means, like around the world. Yeah, like, and what a privilege it, it was to to be able to wear it. That's wicked. That's wicked. Yeah. What was it like going up against um the Africans? Oh man, that was. They they were huge, eh? Like yeah, even at under twenties, like fast, big, strong. Like, with a, I'm pretty sure they pumped us. Um, I can't remember the score, but yeah, like it was. They're just like men, like yeah. Under under twenties level, they're just like grown men, bro. It was, like, <laughs> it was pretty scary. Fuck. Um, you you came home from World Cup. What kind of what happened after that? Did you have a super gig after that, or were you just back with Canterbury? No, nah, I was just so when I got home, um, we had a couple of weeks off, and then I was back um, playing club rugby for Lincoln, um, and we ended up making the finals that year. So it was good to play in that. Um, What's that? Oh, the Wi-Fi doesn't really reach over. Um, sorry, mate. Um, yeah, so played club finals, um, and that was that was pretty cool. Uh, we managed to win that, so that was a a, a pretty cool experience, um, and a pretty cool few days after that. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I and then. Bet. Yeah, and then following that, just rolled into into my first full uh, Mitre 10 season. Nice. How did you find that? Yeah. Like, obviously, 20s environment was, like, pretty professional. Um, yeah. Do you think that kind of set you up well going into Mitre 10 or? Yeah, definitely, man. Like, um, just with little things like, you know, like timings and stuff of meetings, like being on time for everything and, like little little professional habits like that was um, was something that I took from twenties into into the minor ten, and it um, yeah, there's little things like that sort of helped, you know, like making sure I do my tackle tech after trainings and stuff like that, like little bit little school hits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, how was that season for you personally? Yeah, it was it was um it was good. Like I went, like I said, like you know, I sort of got over that that self doubt. Um, and I was I was playing every week, like whether it was coming off the bench or or I managed to start a couple of games. Um, but yeah, I was just enjoying my footy, and it came down to a few things, I guess. You know, I was I was at home, like um around my family all the time um, and so I didn't have any real worries like all I had to do was just go to trainings and turn up for games and just have fun and, and put my best foot forward man yeah was it at that so when did you kind of get into the Crusaders environment it was after so we made the final for Ida, um, Ida 10 
that year, but we lost. That was the final we lost to Auckland. Oh, yeah. And then it was probably that week after the final, I got a call from Razor. And he was like, look, we want to give you a give you a, a contract with us. And I was I was over the moon, eh? I was uh, I was dusty airs. Yeah, yeah. Like my 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 um, <laughs> voice was pretty much gone. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, thanks so much, Razor. Like <laughs> so stoked. Like yeah, it was great. Yeah. But yeah, and then I remember after that phone call, I just went to my mum and, and cried like because I had my first super rugby contract. Yeah. And it was a real special moment, eh? That's wicked, bro. That's wicked. How yeah. how was it going into that environment? Like it's 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 painted with all blacks. Um yeah. I was talking to T C last week about like the environment and kind of what's it like. What is it like being in there? Like you're rubbing shoulders with the best in the world. You guys have been so successful for the last decade. Um yeah. you guys are like pioneering the game as such. So how what's it like in that environment, bro? But it was like on day one, bro, walking in, it was pretty nerve wracking, eh? Like just seeing all these big names that you, you know, that you, you grew up watching, like, you know, you had the Kieran Reeds and, and whatnot. Um, and yes, yeah, so I was pretty, I was pretty nervous for the first couple of weeks of preseason and stuff. And, but in that environment, like they're just your mates, like, yeah. They just talk to you like, oh, so nice. how, was it? how was your weekend? And like, and it just, it was quite a shock for me, like just being mates with these guys that, that I grew up watching, you know, like. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and it's, but at the same time, like they know when to switch on and when to switch off. Like at, when you're training, like you're on, like you get everything done and you're always doing it to the best of your ability and then when you walk off the park then you switch off and have a joke with each other and it's real um yeah it's well well run and i guess that's why they've been so successful for the last sort of 10 years yeah as um did did any of them like know your name before you before you rocked up like the like when you went to go introduce themselves or like were there any cool stories about like you're rocking up on the first day and Rito comes up to you and goes, sup, bro, or anything like that? Um, no, nah, not that I can remember. But it was just, like, so surreal. Like, I was, I just remember um, introducing myself to Owen Franks, and he's, like, if you know him, he doesn't really say much. Like, he's quite a quiet bloke, just goes about his, his business. Yeah. And, I remember, like, I was quite shocked to he like actually had a conversation with me. He was like, "Oh, yes, yeah, so, like, how you been?" Like, true. Um, yeah. So it's like, "Are you from here?" And like all of that sort of stuff. Like, just was genuinely interested, and that sort of took me by surprise because I just didn't expect that, you know, from this big all black. Yeah. I thought he'd just say, "Hey, mate, how's it going?" And then carry on with his stuff. But sure. yeah. Did you um did you debut that year for them? You did, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was it took a while, but I managed to debut against the Lions. I came off the bench um, at centre. I remember, <sighs> and 
my like they had a scrum on our 40 and we were we were ding and i was like frack like debut let's yeah. go home let's try smash someone <laughs> and i'm yeah and then i managed i made a tackle i didn't smash him but made a tackle and i just um I remember thinking like right we're on like let's yeah. go like i got 15 minutes i think off the bench so, so that was yeah, I had filled up half the stand with with my family and stuff. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, it was pretty cool, man. That's cool, bro. That's cool. How many caps did you get for them? Uh so I played two two games for them. So I played against the Lions and then played against the Rebels in the last round before the quarterfinals. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was yeah, that was pretty cool, man. Like. So I was so lucky to get those two caps. Like, like you said before, they they just stacked with Allbacks, man, and it's yeah. hard to get game time. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I suppose on that topic, hard to get game time. It was a bit easier down the line, more more so at the Landers. How did that opportunity come about? Yeah. So it was probably um, after we won the final with the Crusaders in 2019. Um, my agent hit me up and he was like, the, the landers are, are keen on you and they've got an offer for you. And I was I was a bit reluctant at first because, um, you know, obviously went to high school and stuff in Christchurch and I was like, oh, I'd, I'd like to stay with the Crusaders. Um, but then just yarning to my dad um, and he, he put it pretty bluntly. He was just like, look, do you want to get paid to hold tackle bags or do you want to get paid to be out there playing? And and I was like, that sort of uh, put it into perspective for me. And yeah, um, yeah so I made the decision to, to chase some game time and move down to the Landers and I've loved every minute down there. Yeah, you happy with your decision? Yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah, nice, definitely, man. In contrast to the Crusaders uh, environment, tell us about the Landers environment. Obviously, you've got like Ash Dixon and like the likes of um, Aaron Smith. And were you there when when Bender was there as well? Nah, so Bender left the year before oh, yeah. I got down there. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a bit of a change um, in twenty twenty, like the Highlanders had just lost, you know, like Bender and a few other of their um, big names. Um, so the only sort of all black were left was um, Liam Coltman, Aaron Smith and Shannon Frizzell. So like yeah. coming from the Crusaders who have, you know, almost a whole starting 15 full of all blacks. So the Highlanders only had three. It was a, it was a massive, change um, yeah, yeah like in terms of the culture like it's so cool down there um what was that yeah no, no carry on carry on oh sorry bro um yeah no like the culture down there is it's it's similar there's definitely got its similarities um but then it's also a lot more about who you are as as a person like not that the crusaders isn't but there's a lot more emphasis on it yeah like they um 
they're massive on when you leave trading you just go and be you like if you if you're a surfer get out on the wave for like the rest of the the rest of the day like just go and be you like switch off from rugby um yeah it's, and it's a real um different but cool culture and it's yeah. driven by like like ash dixon and and nuggy yeah nice what do you think is the main difference i know you kind of touched on it there but the difference in environments for you like what what environment did you find it easier to fit into um i probably found it easier down down in dunedin just because i was probably a little bit like in hindsight i was probably a little bit intimidated in at the crusaders just by the caliber of players and um just little things like that yeah. um but going down there like they're massive on just being you and um yeah just like like i said earlier like you just you're there for a reason like everyone backs you everyone believes in you um and that was the the reassurance that that makes me feel good and yeah that's why i love it so much down there nice bro uh, how, how long how much longer do you have there I've got one more year down there at the moment, um, but if the opportunity arises to to stay down there, then I definitely will. Yeah, nice. That's good, bro. Because who who else you got kind of in your position? You got um, Chalkman. Yeah, yeah Chalkman. <laughs> um, I see myself more of a uh, more of a centre down yeah. there. Um, and Mike Mike Collins has just left, so. Um, there's obviously in the midfield we've got like Tug, Seo, um, and Fatuli Pyre. Oh yeah, yeah. So, good options, bro. Yeah, yeah. So they're all good, good players, and it's and it's quite cool because we're all similar age. So yeah, get along all real well through at the same time. Yeah, nice, bro. Um, kind of, I, I guess moving on onto this year's minor ten. What's kind of what are your main goals like leading into it? Um, yeah, I've set, I've def, like I set goals for every season. Um, but I guess the main thing that I want to get out of this is to just like, I want to put Canterbury back on, on top. Like mm. we haven't, we haven't won a, um, we haven't won in a few years. And I remember growing up, like Canterbury used to win all the time like yeah so that's a it's a massive um massive driver for me this season is to to try and get us back to the top wicked um yeah bro we've got we've got quite a few questions to get through as well um we'll, we'll get through like the footy the footy type of questions and then we'll kind of lead into like more like life questions and stuff in terms of learnings but kind of before we get we get there um just one question yep. from me What's your what's your biggest learning in footy so far? So, like for example, mine would have been in hindsight. I would have enjoyed things a little bit more. Um, I think I yep. took a, I took it way too serious too young. So, I think if I just like relaxed a little bit more and enjoyed it, um, I might have been in, in a different position. But um, what, what's your main like your big learning that you've kind of taken away from the last couple of years? Yeah, that's a that's a good question, there, Ram. <laughs> Um, yeah, probably, probably similar to you. 
um, you know, like, um, yeah, for a bit there, I did sort of get too serious and too stiff. Um, mm. And then, and yeah, like just enjoying things, like that was a big, big learning. Um, but I guess probably the biggest one is reassuring myself, like that, that learning from that self-doubt um, is just knowing that I'm there, like for the, for the, all the right reasons. And yeah. like, I'm not just there to, to fill in. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm there because I'm good enough and just reminding myself of that and knowing that. Nice bro. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, we've got, yeah, we've got quite a few questions in here actually. We'll rip into them. Uh, number one, did you enjoy, uh, did you enjoy high school footy? Yeah, shit yeah. Like I reckon those are the, the best days of your footy career. Like, you know, you, you go to class with your mates, like you're doing chemistry, blowing up shit together and then you're out on the footy field, like scoring tries together and like, there's nothing like it, eh? Like, I reckon it's those are the best footy days of your life. Hundred percent. I reckon if I could if I could rewind and go go back and play first fifteen, I'd one hundred percent do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, definitely, bro. Um, best childhood rugby memory? Um, probably every Saturday morning emptying my my boots full of sawdust because I was running around in the sawdust pit at Batania Rugby Club. <laughs> So good. Do you think you will eventually head back there one day and kind of don the Patani yeah, colours? To, man. Yeah, I'd love to go back and, and put the saddle back on. That'd be cool, bro. Um, what's the next one? Why didn't you answer the call for the kingdom? It's a good question. How come, did you ever get asked to play for Tonga the last couple, over the last month? Nah, nah, I didn't. I didn't get, um, I've been asked before, like, what countries I'm eligible to play for. Um, but no, I didn't, didn't get a call. So, yeah. but yeah, it would be something that I'd, I'd probably consider. Yeah. Nice. Um, why, why do you suck at sinking piss was one that came through. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> ask that. <laughs> Any guesses? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not Joshua, is it? <laughs> no, nah, it's Celine. Oh, Celine. <laughs> Of course, I'm a Celine. <laughs> Who is I your don't, favorite I cousin? Don't. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, bro. It's a good answer. Um, are you going to play Preb soon? Is it Preb or is that meant to be Prems? Yeah, nah, Preb. Yeah, so that's my club uh, in Christchurch. Oh, yeah. Are you a bus rider? Down. Bus driver, nah. Oh, no, no you're a Ram, eh? Yeah, Ram. Lincoln Rams. But Prebwoodham was my junior club when we first moved down. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Do you have any superstitions? Uh. Well, I don't know if it's a superstition, but I always wear the same, same undies and same skins for on game day. Yeah. Are they yeah. um what skin like calf skins or? No, nah, like my. Leg skins. Oh, leg skins. Oh, yeah. So, like, short skins, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's your go-to playlist or artist walking into the changing rooms? Uh, walking into the changing rooms, uh, probably definitely J. Cole. Yeah, nice. Anything J. Cole, yeah. Um, 
And the last one is hardest player you've ever played against. Ooh. Yeah, there's been a few. Um, probably would be my uh, fellow Highlanders teammate, uh, Seal Tompkinson. Mm. He's always, you know, if you're running into his channel, you know you're going to wake up sore the next day. So True. <laughs> he can hit, eh? Bro, he can hit. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I've got last one for you. Uh, one last one or two, actually. Yeah. Um, what's your game day routine like? What does that look like uh, if you're like if you're playing at seven thirty? Yeah, what's well, it's sort of changed over the years as I've sort of learnt learnt about what works for me. Um, but if I was playing tomorrow, I'd I'd wake up um, probably about eight, have a massive breakfast, like eggs and baked beans and a couple of hash browns and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I'd, I'd go back to sleep for a couple of hours and then wake up at lunchtime and um, yeah, have a light lunch, like, like a sandwich or, or a wrap and, and a coffee. And then like, I just chill but depends what what the other boys are up to, whether we're home or away. Um, but I'll just chill for the next few hours. And then we usually have walk through at about three. And that's when I sort of start to switch on yeah. and switch into into game mode. Um, start thinking about the game, do a little bit of visualization and oh, excuse me. And um and then yeah, pre-match feed about three thirty, and then pretty much from then until kickoff, I've got my headphones in, just playing music, like not not hyping up too much, but just yeah. just focusing. Yeah. Nice, bro. Nice. Um, and the last one I kind of want to touch on. I touch on it in every um, in every podcast. And as you know, yep. I kind of use this as a as a vehicle for promoting mental health and stuff. So, um, how how is your mental health, bro? Yeah, I'm good, man. Like, honestly, like I know a lot of people just say, "Yeah, I'm good," um, but no, honestly, I'm I'm good. I'm in a good space. Um, I'm at home. Like, it's so good being home around my parents, around my siblings. Um, it's like I never realized until I moved away how like how good it is for my well being. Yeah. To just come back and, and spend time or even just be around family. Like um yeah, so it's it's real cool. Nice bro. Well I'm happy to hear that. And um yeah it's good to it's good to finally catch up with you bro and, and hear your voice and hear that you're doing well. I've been keeping a close eye on on you as a big fan and as a good mate of yours. Yeah. So um Thank you for jumping on, bro. Thanks for having me on, bro. And it's good to see your face and and hear your voice as well. Um, it's been too long, man, and hopefully we can catch up soon. Um, Are you guys playing Auckland up here this year? Yeah, next week, bro. Are oh, you coming up next week? Yeah, I'll flick oh, your message. Yeah, bro, for sure, hundred percent. If I'm playing, so. if I'm playing, <laughs> <laughs> grateful, bro. That's that's why I <laughs> yeah. like you, bro. You're humble. You're too humble, actually. <laughs>
Um, I'm in. All right, brother. Hey, good to good to speak to you, eh? And we'll catch up with you soon. You too, bro.